Social Zoom Factor, episode 151. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life Zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Are you ready to turn your social media management, engagement, and collaboration efforts to turbo? Our new partner, Sprout Social, empowers marketers to engage, measure, and work smarter, not just harder, when it comes to social media. Check them out at www.sproutsocial.com. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we have with us a very special guest, and I have Andrew Caravella from Sprout Social. He leads the marketing team at Sprout Social. And if you've ever listened to any of our past podcasts, you probably have heard some of the sponsored ads that we have from Sprout Social. And they are a partner, they're a sponsor, and a very good friend of ours. And I have been a user of Sprout Social for many years. And so, as you know, if you listen and follow me online or listen to me on this podcast, you know we only bring partners and sponsors onto the show that we know personally, brands and apps and tools that we have tested and tried. And I will tell you that Sprout Social is definitely one of them. And there is not a conversation that I have ever been on, on a Twitter chat or online, wherever it may be in real life, where uh, somebody is talking about good examples of a social brand, good examples of a brand that is human online, good examples of a brand that has a great user interface with their application. And Sprout Social always comes up as one of those brands. So I am just absolutely thrilled and honored today that Andrew, who leads the marketing team at Sprout Social, is going to share some insight with us for how marketers, digital marketers, and business leaders can leverage data and analytics to improve their results with social media, with marketing, and business overall. Everything we talk about, including any resources that we mention, as well as supporting resources, will be available for you at the show notes page for this episode. Simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 151. 
you know that I love to give you a heads up as to what is to come in this episode so that we make sure that you stay 100% tuned in. So I'll give you a little sneak peek. Number one is we're going to talk about the steps that organizations and digital marketing leaders need to take to make sure that they are identifying the appropriate key performance indicators or KPIs to measure and achieve the success and the goals that they're wanting to achieve. We're going to talk about the importance of planning when it comes to setting those KPIs, goals, and objectives. We're going to dig in to the top three to five metrics that most organizations need to be looking at when it comes to social media. We're going to be looking at what are the biggest mistakes that brands make in managing social media ROI. And a lot of times it's a mindset of how they're looking at it and not understanding what it really is. So without any further delay, let's get this conversation started. Hello, Andrew. It is just awesome to have you with us today. Hey, Pam. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I would love to start this conversation by letting our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So if you could please just share with us who is Andrew and kind of where do you come from and how did you get to where you are today? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So I, um, like like you've said, I'm Andrew. Um, I'm, and I'm working at Sprout Social currently. I've been, you know, in I would say in sort of the marketing and, and the digital space for most of my most all of my career. Um, sort of right out of college, I started in traditional PR, consumer PR at Weber Shandwick, a great um, PR agency globally here uh, in Chicago. Did a lot of food and beverage accounts, consumer packaged goods, things like that. Then segued out of that into grad school. I went to Northwestern and got my master's in integrated marketing, um, which was a fantastic program and a great sort of combination of, of academic learning and, and a lot of wonderful sort of hands-on experience with with, with clients and brands, mm-hmm. and, and it was fantastic. And then out of grad school, though, really the last 10 years or so, I've really been in, in the digital space. So started um, in search at DoubleClick, um, obviously a fantastic tech firm, um, which was purchased by Google at the time I was there. And then that was working sort of on the agency arm of that, um, which was which was subsequently rolled off and sold to Publicis Group. So then I was part of a, a huge holding company in Publicis Group at company called Performix, which is an agency that still exists, predominantly focused on search and, and SEO, paid search, things like that. And then about two and a half years ago, um, and I did have a, very, a variety of, of, of marketing functions there from product marketing to communications, both internal and external, to um, general sort of brand marketing and, and PR and things like that. So it was a great, great several years there. And then, like I said, about two and a half years ago, I was introduced to Sprout through a, a mutual sort of industry friend and began talking to them here and came on at the time. We were a fairly, uh, you know, couple year old startup um, and I've been here ever since. So was brought in to lead up the marketing team and, and really sort of grow from a few folks focused traditionally on, on, on sort of very strict um, direct and digital marketing tactics to a more fully integrated, fleshed out marketing team spanning, you know, product marketing and email and social and content and mm-hmm. events and sort of, you know, run all of that. So it's been a fantastic couple of years for me personally, just, you know, as a, as a professional moving beyond strict marketing strategies and tactics into, you know, greater management and, and, and things like that. But the company as a whole has been fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. I, you know, it's been, we've been with Sprout, as you know, for a long time. We've, yeah. used, we've used Sprout and it's been really fun to see uh, you grow, right? And and to see, I can definitely see your thumbprint on the company. Thank and, you. You know, I think that's one thing you and I really have in 
come in is the word integrated. You know, I, I always tell people, do not be afraid of the word integrated marketing. And uh, despite how much things are changing with technology and social, it's getting integrated and truly integrating everything we do all the way from, you know, a tweet to a measurement of the results of that is really where we need to be. So I'm so Absolutely. excited. So yeah, I'm excited. Go ahead. <laughs> so excited to dig into this today. Yeah, and absolutely. And it's interesting even, you know, for me and in, in certainly here at Sprout Social, but even at, at some of my previous companies, you know, we were very digitally focused and digitally led, you know, mm-hmm. obviously at, as a social company here and as a software company, there's so much um, primary responsibility and sort of, you know, I, gravitas almost towards yeah. the towards social and to digital media and so we very much think about that first and then you know to integrate around that and to build experiences for our customers and for you know our people in trial and, and people we'd like to have as customers um that are that are integrated to your point and that sort of right. understand that a lot of times social is a leading factor or the first factor that that people come across um you know whether it's a, our brand or our product um but then we need to make sure that we're as a, as a team and as a company that we're, you know, engaging them holistically in a lot of ways. And so yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it, it certainly means engaging them socially, but then it also means doing so many other things with them to make it, you know, a very complete and holistic experience. Yeah. And it really is. And I think that, you know, we, we work with clients, as you know, of all sizes from s- small entrepreneur and startups up to enterprise accounts. And uh, for the accounts that we have on Sprout, it's, it is the customer experience that wins all the, every time. Right. And it, 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 absolutely. And so I guess that's where I want to start to dig in, too, is to understand how how even yourselves, you know, how the Sprout social team has leveraged data. Because in this podcast today, we're talking about measurement and metrics and, and, and what really matters to brands and, and people working in the industry and what metrics should we be looking at for success to make sure we're creating the best user experience that we possibly can. Because that is the only thing we can control, right, is that experience. So how has Sprout done that? I mean, what how have you leveraged data to create this experience that differentiates yourself from your customers? It's I mean, a, from, a, from your competitors. Sure. It's a great question. It's something that I think, you know, as digital marketers and working for a digital company, we have so much data at our fingertips, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's so much here. And, and from a social perspective, all the social interactions that we're able to to capture and to monitor and to manage, you know, throughout, not only for our customers, but to your point, for us as well, right. um, gives us so much, you know, just flavor and insight into what people want, what people are talking mm-hmm. about, what people expect from us. You know, I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's a one of the things about social in general, and, and it leads into what you look at from a measurement standpoint is understanding, you know, strategically what people's expectations are of you on that channel. And right. so for us as, an, as, a, as a social software company, we need to be best in class when it comes to social and understanding things like the volume of messages that we get on, on, on an inbound daily and hourly mm-hmm. and weekly basis, things like the kinds of questions that we're getting, the kinds of channels and, and the different networks and the different places people are reaching out to us. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of like very high level metrics and measurements are very, very important to start off with. And then obviously you dig into everything around, you know, engagement, around um, growth, around response rate, response time. There's a whole litany of, of metrics that I'm sure we can get into. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's thinking about it not very tactically, but also strategically in that, you know, what are the goals of our business and what are the goals of, of our marketing team? And how mm-hmm. do we make sure that we're using social to 
supplement that and to, right. to reach those goals. So whether it's strict communication and conversations, whether it's promotional marketing and talking about you know new products and mm-hmm. new feature or new features within Sprout as a platform, whether it's tapping into social selling and using you know not only my marketing team here but our social our, our sales team and others to sort of you know instigate conversations that may get us. There's a lots of different use cases, mm-hmm. and so I think it's important to start there and understand that goal and what those use cases are. And then look at the metrics that tie into that. Uh, that Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, I can tell you that your team lives that. And, you know, for those listening, we do, we've done quite a few projects and a lot of work with Sprout Social. We love them as a partner and friend. And we love you. Yeah. And, you know, your team, what, what Andrew's saying here, his team honestly uh, acts out every single day, you know, and that's what I think I love most about working with your team is we get on the phone and you, you practice what you preach, what you're telling your clients to do, you're doing yourselves. And when, you know, we hop on a call, there is isn't a call we have that we don't know what our goals and objectives are for that 15 minutes, right? And for what are our core objectives for every single project. And so I'd like to transition into that because my opinion is I think that's where there is so much opportunity in this space is is brands do not know where to start. And mm-hmm. they'll start at the deep tactical level and say, okay, yep. you know, I can measure these 50 KPIs. So now let's go, you know, research every tool out there and let's go create, you know, mounds of reports. What I want you to talk to with us is to tell us what are the steps that an organization needs to take to identify what are those most important KPIs, key performance indicators that are going to help them move the needle on their business. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a huge question, right? And it's something mm-hmm. that I think is so important because if you don't take the time to think about those things from the get go, right. and get go get go can mean you know at the beginning of your business, it can mean beginning of a quarter, beginning of a year, beginning of a of a, of a point in time where you just say we need to stop and recalibrate. Mm-hmm. But thinking through that and understanding a couple of things first and foremost, who's all involved in the process? I think that's that's something times that that people often overlook, you know, who I've got on my team here, I've got obviously me, I've got our executive team that cares about what we're doing. I've got the folks on my marketing team that are specifically responsible for social. So Daryl and Sarah on my team are our social media managers. They're fantastic. Um, but then I've got other people on my team that also contribute to the kinds of content that we're going to be publishing socially mm-hmm. that step in. We've got our, our, our customer support team that utilizes social. So there's a number of different players that have access to and responsibilities within social. So I think one of the first steps that people miss often is thinking and really fully understanding who all those people that interact with social are and what their roles are and def- right. clearly defining them. The reality is there's lots of other people that are contributing to that and are and are interacting with our handles and our and our customers and our people and our and our networks day in and day out. So mm-hmm. that's step one I think is understanding, you know, who's involved. Step two, and it goes along with that is, as, as we talked about earlier, what are the goals of social as a communication channel? And I think that's an important distinction to make. And I know you and I have talked about this a lot. You know, a lot of times businesses think of social as just one tactic among right. many. And while that's true, there's a larger component and a larger gravity to social and that it is a communication channel for businesses. On par, I would say, with phone and email and live chat and all these sort of in person even a lot of these these other channels that people are using to talk to you as a business you've got to give social that weight because then not only can you have greater clarity on the kinds of things you need to measure but then other people around you will and they'll start to you know and the people within your business like i said whether it's your executive team upwards or it's you know your interns downwards i mean there's you want people because it's such a visible public channel you want people to understand 
what you're trying to measure and what the results are and be able to merchandise that you know, successes and losses, right? You don't always win, but but to be able to give that visibility and have people understand why it's important is, is critical. And so those are some of the more, I guess, before we dive into some of the actual metrics, those are some of the more strategic things that I think mm-hmm. from, a, from a first, you know, few steps that need to happen. Um, the other thing I would say just from a, and I've, I've worked closely with my social team to do this as we've started to grow is really start to create some foundational benchmarks and put some stakes in the ground as to where you want to be. So whether that's around your audience size, you know, how, you know, uh, the different networks that you're on, Facebook, Twitter, Google plus Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it, you know, where are you now from an audience size and where do you want to be in six months or a year and put some stakes in the ground. Um, similarly, when it comes to, you know, how many outbound messages, you know, a lot of times there's a focus on outbound and not as much on inbound at conversations, but that's a whole, a whole other conversation as well. But thinking about, you know, what's your bandwidth and how many messages can you as a business post each week and on right. what channels and on yeah. what network. So I think, you know, a lot of people, times people dive in and don't stop to just put a few stakes in the ground and say, okay, we want to publish and I'm making this up, you know, 10 messages a week. Mm-hmm. And, and here's where we're going to start. And we'll see how they respond. Because if it just, if you just sort of start acting ad hoc and very off the cuff, yeah, that's organic. And yeah, you may see some great results, but you haven't really set a foundation for you to look back on and sort of test and constantly adjust. Yeah. So those are some of the basic, you know, um, from, a, from a measurement standpoint, some of the basic things I, I do like to have my team do. And, and we certainly... It, suggest to to our customers as well because what you're able then to do is say okay six months from now what worked what didn't work and and were we way off you know i think socials are relative as you you know you know this as as you've started to do more and more with your clients social is still a relatively new uh proposition for a lot of people and so there's not a lot of and i've had a lot of conversations with even large brands about this there's not a lot of historical data Mm. and converse and and and, you know years and years of, of of track records to sort of prove out theories or strategies. And so sometimes it is putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is where we're going to start. This is where we think we could be. And then testing and measuring from there. Absolutely. And it's funny, you know, what you said about it's still new to so many brands. And I agree with you 100%. And I think in in the industry, those of us that eat, sleep and breathe these things, there are many that find it, if they're not working with brands, you know, they may say they're working with brands, but if they're not really actually doing work with brands, they're not seeing how early in adoption, I think social is even for some of the largest organizations in the world. Absolutely. And that's an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about it, I think there's, you could be a little bit downtrodden about it and say, you know, we don't have that, especially when it comes to data, we don't have that, that historical perspective. But on the other hand, you've got a wild opportunity to kind of create and invigorate your brand and and whatever way you so choose using this, these, these channels and these platforms. So I do think, you know, having some perspective on what's available and what's not, um, is is interesting. The other thing I would say, and this is maybe a bit of a tangent, but I'll, I'll keep it quick, is since social media, you know, and community managers and the professional, the professional side of things is still relatively new. You know, it's very important for for me as a manager and someone who's responsible for for my team and, and their growth to to make sure that as we talk about metrics and performance measurements, that you know. I'm holding myself accountable to those and, and we're setting the right tone for people because we want them to be successful. You know, there there's very, you know, a few years have gone by where people have been, you know, social media managers and that's our full-time job. And so it's just, you know, it's a bit of a tangent, but it's one of those things that I'm very cognizant of because I want to make sure that we're setting not only the platform and the networks up for success as a, as a communication channel, but also the people up 
for success that are managing it. And, and, and there's data behind both of those things. And so that's something I think about a lot. Absolutely. And it's new. You know, I, I always love the quote of the, the trail less traveled has far fewer ruts, right? And I think that we are creating our own paths. And I think many people that are within brands and who have a career working in marketing and social is a part of that and in whatever type of business they're doing, they have an opportunity to lead the way. I think like something we haven't seen in many years, right? They have an opportunity to be leaders. And I think as, as leaders and managers in this space, if you have a team, I think it's so important that you're helping your team and you know, the people who are working on your social team to help them with that career. What are the metrics that they need to be looking at from a business perspective? What are the things that are going to help them grow? What are the areas they have? Because I think the greatest opportunity, like we were talking, is that it is so new to so many brands. And Mm -hmm. I think far too many just follow whatever their competitors are doing or whatever they read in a blog post instead of looking, what are the metrics that actually matter to me? How am I actually going to to move my business forward by integrating social, not just by slapping it onto the side. So I think that transitions us perfectly to, you know, one of the next questions I have for you, which is what are the top metrics? And I know you work with brands of all sizes and maybe you could touch on that as you answer it. So people will have context. And then what are the top metrics that you're seeing? And I know every organization is different in the type of metrics they need to look at. So I'm not asking for a cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. but just what are some of the the foundational metrics you think that most brands need to be paying attention to? Yeah, absolutely. It's It's a great question. I think you know, to your point, that there people can be overwhelmed with data, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so much available. I think there's a few points I want to make around social metrics and sort of the shifts that we've seen. I think even since the early couple of years into to, to now and, and and what's coming ahead. First one is that I think there's um, been a shift from thinking about sort of audience size and network size. Um, you know, there was a lot of of, of chatter and conversation around, you know, when you, how do I get to a million likes? How do I need to get a million followers? Right. There's sort of this actual raw number um, size to a shift away from that and more towards engagements. So I sort of tell the story and use the adage of, you know, I don't care if you're a brand that has 1,000 Facebook fans or 1 million Facebook fans. If you talk to the 1,000 and you have you know, ongoing dialogue with them and create some value to those people. And and there's an, there's an exchange of, of messages and conversations and, and, and value. That to me is more important and, and you're, you're succeeding better than if you've got 1 million fans and you don't talk to any of them. You don't answer any of their questions or Absolutely. all you're doing is pushing promotional content and you're not actually responding to the inquiries and the customer service requests and all the things that come through. Right. So I, that shift from audience size towards engagements I think is, is a huge one that brands are making. And, and that goes true. That's true for brands of all sizes. Right. And, and it's, it's whether, like I said, whether it's a thousand or a million or it's, you know, five or 10 or whatever the case may be. If you focus on the rates and the improvement rates of those things, so how much faster you're responding to people and that, yeah, that, that response rate, how, how more in terms of volume, how more, how many more messages you're responding to people, um, you know, those growth rates, that's where you start to see some progress. So don't get caught up necessarily on, well, I don't have that, that large of a community or I don't have that many followers or fans. Listen, if they followed you and they've taken the time to engage, to, to engage with you, that's a win. And so utilize that. And again, treat it as a communication channel and you're improving a relationship there. So Absolutely. that's one of the sort of the areas I know you're big on that as well, mm-hmm. but, but not thinking about 
just sort of the outbound push and, and trying to grow followers, but really having meaningful conversations and, and, and taking the time to do that. And it, that does take time, right? right? That takes time and resources. Um, but I think the payoff and the growth rates for those sorts of things are, are what you should be looking at. Hey, everybody. I know we're hearing some great content from Andrew today, but we need to hear a few words from our sponsors. So give them a listen and I'll be right back. Smart digital marketers know they must proactively discover, inspire, and interact with their customers on social media. Sprout Social puts turbo social marketing power in your hands with a platform that is both powerful and user-friendly. It simply gets out of the way and empowers brands to easily listen, engage, proactively respond, measure, and most importantly, nurture relationships with both new fans and loyal brand evangelists. Sprout Social is a platform that can help you achieve business results. If you want to truly connect with your online community and start streamlining your social engagement, start with a free 30-day trial of Sprout Social today. Check them out at www.sproutsocial.com. Again, that's sproutsocial.com. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's social zoomfactor.com slash hostgator. All right, Andrew, let's get back to work. For me, it's also looking at how people are responding to your content, right? And how are they engaging? And what is the tone of that conversation? And based on your goals for how you're building your brand and your business, how is that content and the context of those conversations resonating with them? A hundred percent. That's very, very true. Mm -hmm. So the second, I guess I would say the second sort of shift in metrics that we've seen and that we really like to pay attention to is, is kind of the shift from likes to shares. Mm -hmm. So if you think about, again, everyone wanted to like, how do I like it? You know, and, and all the different networks have various capabilities for that. Yes, that's important. It means that I, as an individual saw something of of your businesses and I liked it. I took an action. Mm -hmm. But if you think about sort of the shift towards a more two-way engagement, is this, are they sharing it? Because that means that not only did I like it and I took that action for myself, I find there to be enough value in what you've done or what you've given me or what you've shown me that I want my networks to see mm-hmm. it. So there's an, an inherent belief and sort of trust and viability to what you've done or what you've created or the conversation you've had that they now want to share. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, when you look at, and this, base is, this, this varies by network certainly, but when you look at likes, 
on Facebook versus shares on Facebook, you know, certainly Twitter favorites versus retweets, um, you know, and so on and so, yes, so forth. Absolutely. I think those are the numbers you should be looking at because it, there's just greater meaning behind them. And again, it, it focus on the rights, not the raw numbers. You know, you don't always have to have a million shares, but are you sharing in greater quantities or qualities or if you think back and, you know, I've talked a lot about, about content and what you need mm-hmm. to create, but if you can look back on various, you know, at the, at the, at the individual message level and, and look at, at reach and shares and, and also some of those metrics, you're able to better understand what resonates with your, with your community and you can create more of it. Absolutely. Or on, on the, on the flip side, see, you know, see what hasn't performed very well mm-hmm. and maybe try to analyze why it didn't and then what you need to change. Absolutely. Because, you know, and really understanding, I think, the engagement metrics too with your content and your blog. You know, I always say that Google Analytics is a goldmine of information. I love how Sprout integrates with Google as well. And I think there's so many platforms such as Sprout where customers, client brands are paying for the service, yet they're only using 10% of what's available to them. Yeah. And yeah, and and you know we, uh, as 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 I've even gotten to know and, and love the platform, and, and I'm I would say fairly much an expert in it. Um, after several years, <laughs> I think you here, can probably I, say I, that. I, hopefully, I can say that right. <laughs> um, you know, there is so much to and any tool, not just Sprout. Certainly, a lot of softwares for social and other things. You know, there's a lot of, of power typically behind mm-hmm. them, and and certainly with ours, a lot of data. So, it, it does take time to learn and understand whatever tool you're using, right. how to gather that data, how to, you know, whether it's it's using the reports, you know, that we have that are sort of self-run PDFs or exporting that data to combine it with other data that you may have. I mean, there's there's a lot of, of nuance to what you can do with the data, but mm-hmm. but thinking through and really sort of, again, as we're talking about thinking about some of those strategic data points that you want to look at, and there may be multiples within all of, of these larger, you know, entities, but I think that's where it it starts. Um, yeah. And I think that, I think that's key because the, the, uh, any tool or technology is only as powerful as what you do with it, right. And how you're using it and how you're aligning it to your business, uh, to make decisions. Absolutely. That's very true. Okay. So the, go, go I ahead. One, I, yeah. No, I just had one more sort of overarching, I guess, concept around, around mm-hmm. metrics that I think businesses need to think about. And, and that is sort of this initial, thought process around just network expansion and being on more and more networks and everything that's right, yes. and, and doing that to oh, yeah. shifting from that more towards a concept of community depth. Mm-hmm. So understanding where your customers are, where your, your audiences are, and knowing that if you only need to be on Twitter and Instagram because that's where they are, focus your time and your energy and, and resources on adding dimension and depth and, and just making that community the, the most invigorating it can be versus trying to spread resources thin and trying to, you know, get Absolutely. On five, six, seven more networks and and make it kind of a subpar experience. So again, that there are obviously metrics that tie to that. Some of that may be audience size, some of that may be shareable content and and, and engagement metrics, but I think that's something to think about from a from a strategic standpoint. Abs, I totally agree. You know, it's it's go where your audience is, uh, figure out how you can have the most relevant conversation that provides the most value with them and help them achieve their goals in whatever way you you are able to do that. Right, be that through starting that conversation with videos, starting that conversation through a Twitter conversation, bringing them back to listen to a podcast. And it's having that whole integrated funnel and and focusing, you're better off focusing on one or two networks than you are focusing on five or six and 
you know, not having anything integrated. So I think that is key. So that transitions us well into if what is one of the biggest mistakes that brands make when managing social media and measuring, trying to achieve an ROI, hmm. positive ROI? That is a great question. I think one of the, the biggest mistakes that people make is that they treat it like a tactic. And I know I said mm-hmm. this earlier, but I think that they're not fully understanding the, the the two-way dialogue that needs to happen and and the resulting data and metrics that you get as 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 a result of that. So I think that, you know, a lot of brands focus on outbound publishing because mm-hmm. they think that I need to push my content out nonstop and then that's where they're measuring, you know, reach and likes and so on and so so forth. But if you really think about it in that whether you create the conversation starter or they do as a as a customer or a fan or a follower, that's an important interaction. And so where it originates is less important to me than where it ends. And mm-hmm. that is hopefully in an ongoing dialogue. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, it's because social has sort of integrated into predominantly marketing teams. Obviously, there's a real sense that um, all of the other marketing initiatives that are being planned can just be, you know, sort of tapped into social or spread on social and it's kind of like an afterthought sometimes. Exactly. And I think that there's, um, that's one of the largest mistakes is not maybe thinking about a social first program and, and how mm-hmm. does that social program then integrate with other things? Mm-hmm. Um, and how does that improve numbers of other, you know, other marketing initiatives as a driver versus as a, as a passenger, if you will. Right. So I don't know if that totally answers your question, but it's something that I think I see a lot of brands and businesses of all sizes sort of focusing on and I shouldn't say that you don't want to think about the outbound content that you publish because that is important and you need to make right. sure that it's on brand and on message and, and and reflective of who you are as a business. But you can't ignore those inbound conversations and all the questions and all the comments and things that are maybe popping up because of, you know, an experience they've had in another channel or, or elsewhere. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah. I think it's, you know, to me, it's similar to random acts of, of marketing, random acts of social media, right? They think they yep. can just, okay, great. We can go make everything we're doing in marketing better with social, just have the social team send a few tweets. And yeah. that couldn't be further from the truth. For it's you. true. And, you know, and to tie it back to metrics a little bit, and one of the things just from a, from an ROI standpoint that I've worked with my team to do here is so obviously, you know, we're a social media software. We have a free 30-day trial. That's great. It's a great call to action for all of our marketing Mm -hmm. messages and and across channels. And one of the things I've encouraged my social team to do is really start to look through and track now when we are, whether it's outbound publishing sort of a promotional message or whether we're just having conversations and maybe guiding people to our website or, or answering questions or so on and so forth, really started to track back and say, okay, we've generated X number of trials through links that we sent out through social in the last month. You know, and that doesn't necessarily get you to the full end of the funnel to, to subscription, but we can now then work with our other, you know, other parts of our marketing teams to make those connections and to, to prov- provide that value. So there is obviously, Absolutely. you know, there's metrics around what stays in social, shares, likes, favorites, all those sorts of things. But there are metrics that you can start to utilize based on the kind of content you're sending. And certainly with links and multimedia, there's more visibility into those those interactions and tying it into whatever the business goal is. So right. for us, it's trials. And so... You know, I, I would would not go so far as to say my social team is, you know, social selling is, is a huge component of them. I don't think anybody who interacts with us would think that. But in certain instances where they've got specific questions or people are asking, you know, very direct uh, pointed questions about our product on social, I'm absolutely giving them the go ahead to, to, you know, lead them to that trial or give them that link. And, and we see where it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's the one I think that's a really 
important point, and particularly for for digital marketers who are new to social, is that you can measure these things, mm-hmm. right? You just have to to peel back the layers and figure out how and what you want to measure. You know, if I were yeah. to summarize what's coming out of today for people to understand. It's not going to be delivered to you in a silver platter. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves and get to work and figure out what are your key performance indicators, what are your goals that you're aligning to, and mm-hmm. then figure out those right data and metrics that are going to help you measure how you're moving that dial. So Absolutely. And know that you can ask yourself, you know, if, if, if you've got as many of us do, dozens and dozens of metrics and data points that we have yes. at our fingertips. You, you need to capture them all, but which ones do you need to be reporting on? And then, you Absolutely. know, I only report on, you know, five to six or so for a quick snapshot. Right. We have all the data that, that supports it behind it, but ask yourself, you know, if I, if I have this data and this information, what decisions will it help me make? If I don't, does it matter? Right. And then right. that will help you sort of guide you to the, the few that make the, the most difference for your business because it does differ based on what your business is and what you can, what you're looking to provide. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is just great content, Andrew. I thank you so much for sharing uh, your insights with us today. And I'm sure positive that this is going to prove valuable to our listeners. And I want you to tell us how can people uh, learn more about Sprout Social? Where is the best place for them to go? And how can they also get in touch with you? So people want to learn more about you and um, your company. Tell us where they can best find you. You got it. Well, so first and foremost, our website, SproutSocial.com. It's a fantastic site that uh, just has a lot of great information, both around the product, but also we have a a, a resource called Insights, which is basically our big resource center. We've got a ton of blog articles and and content and and great things that we encourage people to to, to learn from. Um, Certainly social media, obviously. Mm -hmm. We follow us on Twitter at SproutSocial, Facebook, SproutSocial, Instagram, (laughs) LinkedIn, everywhere. Pick your flavor. as, as going back to our earlier conversation where we try to be, you know, on the hundredth percentile of, of performance there, but certainly Twitter is a great channel for us. Um, our team is very active yes. and, and loves to talk to people on Twitter. So, yeah, we've had you on a few Twitter chats and so yeah. check those out. We have transcripts. Yeah, that would actually yeah. Be, yeah, we've got some transcripts of those. And I would actually say we do that every Wednesday at 2 PM central. Sarah on our social team manages our Twitter chat and it's, fantastic community every week is a different topic we've got guest hosts coming in left and right absolutely for those of you guys that are in are into twitter chats i would highly recommend that one and i'll make sure in the show notes page for this podcast i will include all these links including the tweet chat because i think that could be really helpful for people to join your to join your chat i've seen those twitter chats that you do and i think that you know even for brand new people to twitter and social i think it would be a great resource so again thank you so much andrew you are so welcome pam thanks for having me i really appreciate it we appreciate it If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.